Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The Reckoning of the Dead has some great scenarios, and this is one of our favorites. The Hitchhiker was written by Noah Lloyd and Matt Ryan. I am the Game Master, and this is version 6. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. The date is Friday the 20th, May 1983. Uh, you live in Douglas County on the far edge of the city of Lawrence, Kansas. But since the surrounding area is rural, it really takes about 20 minutes to get into the city proper. Your aging farm is surrounded by lush green wheat fields as far as the eye can see, all of it even an even two foot tall. It's almost 6 p.m. time for dinner. Your mother is busy in the kitchen. Your father is not yet home from his uh, county inspector job. Your granny, Matilda, is sitting in her wheelchair at the end of the table, a small stream of saliva dribbling from the left side of her mouth. Granny had a stroke last year and has limited feeling in her left side. She can move her right side a little but she can't talk coherently and she needs to be helped with just about everything. What are you kids up to? I think I'm gleaning the spit off of granny's mouth and just going, Oh, here, you want some applesauce? Ah. Okay. I'm probably waiting on my twin brother, Mark. Come on, Mark, let's go outside. I saw some frogs. We could throw some rocks at. Yeah. Look, Granny's hungry. Yeah, Granny's hungry. Well, I don't like being referred to as a, as a kid. Sorry to interject, but I'm almost, I'm pretty much an adult now. Thank you. Come on, you're not an adult. I'm 17, Brian. Yeah, 18 is when it happens. Everyone knows that. 17, 18. Well, if you want to join Granny, anymore. if you want to join Granny with the applesauce, there's enough for you too. Yeah, I oh, need no stop rush. Stop it, Mark! Don't torment her like that. She's not a toy, you know. What? She's uh, hungry. Your mother says, um, "Heather, set the table." Boys, yeah, Heather, wash set up. the table. Boys, you go wash up. Come on, Mark. Let's go wash out. Heather, do um, um, do a spot hidden roll. Ten is a hard success. Okay. You are the, the one person in the family that you can sort of relate to the most is mom. Um, she's the only, you know, feminine presence in the house. Um, uh, you know, her ins and outs, her moods and everything pretty well from the way she's moving from the way she's, uh, you know, cooking, I think she's cooking spaghetti. Um, there's something wrong. She seems a little bit nervous and upset. She keeps looking out the window um, you know, for your father to return home. I'll, uh, as I'm getting all like 
plates down from a from a shelf. I'll just uh is everything okay, Mom? Well, I just wish your father would get here. Uh, it's a bit it's a bit later than usual for him, I suppose. But I mean if something did he did he call or anything? Oh no, but you know your father. Um he's usually very punctual. We'll we'll wait for him. She keeps glancing over at the newspaper lying on the the counter. Well, as I I'll go and I'll set plates down, and as I come back for cups or whatever, I'll look. You know, on the it's it's a roll it's a folded up newspaper, but on the top of it there's an article, um, which you notice quintuple homicide. Residents of Douglas County were shocked this morning to learn of a gruesome quintuple homicide near Lawrence. Pleasantville residents Kenneth and Faith Grant and their three children, Tommy, age 10, Mary Lou, age 7, and a three-month-old baby, Christy, were tied up, brutalized, and murdered by what is believed to be a gang of escaped convicts. The perpetrators of this heinous crime are still at large. Residents and their neighbors are cautioned to be wary of any groups of suspicious-looking men. Yeah, so she keeps looking out the, the windows. All right, boys, what are you guys doing? Uh, washing up, probably. And then, uh, what do you think, Mark? A what? Well, Mom said dinner's almost ready. I mean, do you want to try and sneak outside real quick, or do you want to just go and sit? I mean... Let's go outside. All right, come see, on. see if Dad's coming home. Yeah, we'll throw rocks at the car. Of course. <laughs> You're like able to get a belt. <laughs> You've avoided it before. How about you, Brian? Uh, I think Brian is just uh, kind of brooding in his room right now until dinner's ready. Uh, reading a comic book, kicking back. Okay. Uh, boys, you go outside. Uh, the uh, the evening is coming on. the The sun is already set below, but there's still that kind of dusky light in the sky. Um, you can see the the barn across the street is dark and uh, silhouetted against a semi cloudy sky. Um, there's a light breeze. the uh, The fields of uh, grain are are just, you know, a little bit uh, waving in the wind. Uh, what do you want to do outside? Well, I think I probably have something in my pocket I want to show Mark that I got out of the mailbox today. Before you manage to do that, you see lights down the road coming in this direction. Oh, crap, Mark. I think Paul's home. Is there an irrigation ditch out here for the field? Um, yeah, probably out in the in amongst the wheat. So it's kind of like far away. Yeah, it's it would be across the street. Ooh, I might just like quickly look over there to see if there's any uh, disgusting animals in there that I could 
pick up and possibly utilize later. Doesn't look like you'll have enough time. The the car is approaching quick. Okay, okay. Then I'll go back inside. Okay. Uh, Mark, you with him? Yeah. All right. So the two of you go inside. Brian, you you can see out your window that uh, uh, there's a car approaching. You're pretty sure it's dad. Um, Heather, you can see through the window in the kitchen the lights approaching as well. Uh, Mom says, uh, all right, kids, get down here to the table. Yeah, I'll um, sigh and uh, start trudging out of my room downstairs. You'll hear my feet kind of sliding around on the floor. All right. So after a couple of seconds, you guys are there. Uh, you hear the the car pulling up outside, the sort of rumbling of its engine. Uh, as it goes quiet, uh, the headlights are still on, but then the headlights turn off. And you can hear the, the, the you, you hear the car door slam. And then you hear a second car door slam. By the time you've sort of comprehended that, uh, you can hear your father's steps on the the front porch and uh, the door opens and your father steps through and he says, uh, says, we're having guests for dinner, a guest. And he takes off his jacket and you see this man uh, in the silhouette of the door uh, dark against the, the background of the, the fading light. He, your first impression is almost, you know, a, a homeless man, um, which makes no sense whatsoever. Your father is not really the charitable type. Um, guys in a jacket, uh, uh, I mean, more, more, uh, you know, a uh, stay warm jacket and he's not in a suit. Um, but he's a little disheveled as he steps inside. And uh, uh, dad says, uh, you know, Brian set another table, another place at the table. Uh, Mom looks livid. Um, here she's been worried. Uh, and now she looks over and she's like, she doesn't say it out loud, but you can see in her eyes. It's like, what, who the hell is this? So I'll, um, I'll, so I'll uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll just go reach over and grab some of the, an extra set of dishes, give them a, a look out of the side of my face and, uh, set up another plate for them. And mom says, um, honey, um, who is this? She says, uh, his uh, car broke down on the road a ways back. I told him that, uh, you know, we could call a repairman and, and get some help out to him. Uh, but don't worry about that. And uh, Dad points for him to sit. At the, the thing. He sits down. Uh, he's kind of, He's got the hood of his jacket up around his head. Um, you can see that he's not particularly clean. Uh, that's why you sort of think homeless person, uh -huh. you know, tramp. Um, but he sits down, dad sits down and, you know, motions for you all to sit down. 
your mom starts uh, serving the uh, spaghetti around the table. Um, each of you gets a, a bowl with some spaghetti in it. And he says, all right, eat. Uh, he starts to eat. Is he usually this, like, authoritative? Sometimes, you know. But it's usually when something is not in, you know, moody or, or bothered. Uh, he's not happy with his job. Um, and you all kind of know that. But he does. he's the head of the family, and he gives the, the orders. And God damn everybody me, obeys. Is the, is the homeless guy, does he look like really hungry or not hungry? The homeless guy is sitting there and not eating. Um, everybody do spot hidden. His mom finally sits down. And uh, everybody is eating. I failed. Normal success. Probably Come just on. staring straight down at my plate, trying to not look at this guy. Oh, oh I got a hard. Okay. Those of you who pass, Heather's, yeah, looking down at her plate. Um, you guys take a couple of bites of food, but you notice that um, Granny Matilda has a rather wide-eyed look in her face like, well, I mean, it looks like she's thinking, why are you inviting strange people into our house? Um, she seems quite alarmed. Mm -hmm. um, and you can tell because she twitches and she, she makes movements. Of course, she can't really feed herself, but you've already been feeding her. Um, the more you look at her, the more sort of troubled and upset she's getting. And she's starting to twitch and she's starting to um, look upset and angry. And she gets this way sometimes because she's often very frustrated with her her the the stroke um finally mom says um mark take granny to her room uh let yeah, her lay I, down I, I think she needs to go to the bathroom or something and i'll get her wheelchair and sort of wheel her out into okay. the hallway okay it's actually her bedroom is on the ground floor so it's just just a little ways away from where you are okay um, what are the rest of you doing while this meal very awkwardly? The, the man occasionally uh, reaches down with his fork and gets some of the spaghetti and brings it up and smells it. Um, but he doesn't seem to be very hungry. He's not looking at any of you either. He's just sort of staring at the table. I'm going to elbow Heather with my bony little boy elbow and I whisper in her ear. Looks like Granny got a whiff of the stranger's armpits. Matt, Dad says, <clears throat> stop talking and eat. Sorry, Pa. Don't be rude. Jeez, Dad. Uh, Mom, it looks like she's trying to control herself, too. Um, she finally says, um, so... Uh, how did the two of you meet? 
And dad glares at her and says, you know, stop asking questions. Dad, I, I, I think we all have the same question. Well, keep it to yourself. And mom says, well, um, maybe at least you could tell us what your friend's name is. And the man sitting there sort of glances around the room for a second. Uh, he hesitates. He, uh, it's almost like he's formulating his thoughts. And he says, uh, Chuck. Nice to meet you, Chuck. Where, where are you from, Chuck? Enough questions, your dad says. Eat yeah. your food. Yeah, enough questions. Let's eat. Um, Mark, you've put uh, Granny in there. She seems very upset, but you know, if you lay her down in bed, she uh, she she usually calms down. with her at all or just like ask her like what's wrong is it that guy that weird guy he looks at you and she she shakes she tries to shake her head and she just closes her eyes and oh, go to sleep granny all right so the meal kind of goes on like this and uh just as you know some of you are finishing up dad says to mom he says um we still have that spare room don't we and she like raises her eyebrows and looks at him and he's like um uh chuck needs to spend the night and she's like um, are you sure that's a good idea? Yes, I think he should stay the night. And she says, can I speak to you for a minute? And uh, he looks kind of upset, but he gets up and um, they walk into the other room, leaving you all there with Chuck. Um, and you think that, I mean, you guys are finished with your dinner, but you think mom and dad are going to have a fight. I'm going to kind of uh, nudge uh, Brian. Like, hey, can you help me wash up these plates? Yeah, sure, sure. I'll take the plates and I'll lead Brian over to the sink and okay. say, there was an article in the newspaper today. Whole whole family was murdered in Pleasantville. They don't know where the people who did it are. This Chuck guy makes me makes me a little worried. The article's on the counter. I'll go over and take a look at it real fast. Read it. It's like Jesus Christ. He he can't have something to do with this. I mean, look at him. He's he's a he's a hobo. Phone rings. Uh, I'll go and pick it up. Uh, Holland residence. Hey Heather, it's uh, it's Rick. Rick. Yeah, um, I got a big problem. 
Um, the uh, the people that I borrowed the money from they uh, they they want payment, and I mean th- that I got the the stuff from. They want payment, and uh, I I can't find my five hundred bucks. It seems to just... have disappeared. Well, can't you just give it back? Oh, do you still have it? Do you know where it is? Yeah, I know. I know where it is. All right. Well, I don't know. See, they don't want they don't want the meth. They want the money. Um, I think. I think we have to consider getting the hell out of town. Uh, Come on, you know, you and me, we, we can, you know, we can just, I'll, I'll come by there on my motorcycle at around 1130. Uh, and we can just go. Because I don't want them to hunt them down. I, I don't even know what the guy's name is, but. Does, does he, does he look like, I'll describe Chuck. I mean, guys look a lot alike. Maybe. Anyway, I'll be there about eleven thirty, and let's go. If you got the if you got the stuff, get it, and we'll maybe sell it somewhere else. All right, I love you. Uh, uh... I, I love you too. I'm, just, I'm worried, Rick. Me too. Click. <laughs> what did Rick want? Was that big dick Rick? Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> dad, dad and mom come back around the corner. It's obviously they've been fighting. You could hear it a little bit. And uh, she's like, kids, go up to the you got, go up to your rooms. Time for bed. It's only like seven, seven thirty. Time for bed. The sun's still out. What are you talking about, Dad? Do what I say, Matt. Matt. Do what I say. Come on. Look at him. So, are we going to do it? <laughs> I begrudgingly follow Heather, uh, Brian, and Mark up the stairs. Right. You guys uh, go to your rooms. Shortly thereafter, um, you can still hear mom arguing with dad, but the two of them come upstairs to uh, uh, tells your mom to fix up the room, put clean bed sheets on, and uh, and we're going to let him spend the night. And he says something even more bizarre, something you could never have guessed would come out of your dad's mouth, but it's the Christian thing to do. Since when did dad care about the Bible? That's never. I thought he was all into like the, uh, you know, every man for himself thing. Yeah. I don't know. Dad's acting all weird today. Whatever. We can just, we can always just sneak out. By now, it's idea. dark outside. It's not a bad idea. Maybe we should check the car. 
I would like. What if he planted a bomb in there or punctured the tires or cut all the wires out? Oh, yeah. Maybe he's got a bunch of guns in there and he told dad he'd shoot us all if he didn't let him stay here tonight. I would like to um, walk from my room into uh, Mark and Matt's room. Okay. It's like, and t- start talking to him. Uh, so, uh, Chuck is staying right next door to y'all, huh? Yeah. What's it to you, Bigfoot? <laughs> oh, you know, he's just, uh, if he's that axe murderer. What axe murderer? Oh, you didn't what are you hear talking about. You didn't hear about the murders? Oh, yeah. You might want to keep your ears up against the closet. Listen for the guy. Yeah, there's there were four murders. A family brutally just chopped to pieces. What? He's yeah. lying, Mark. He's lying. Don't listen Go. to him. I don't know. If you guys sneak out tonight, you might be able to get back into the kitchen. The article might still be there. It's in the newspaper, I swear. Ask Heather. I will ask Heather. Mark and Matt. Two, we're going to call it power rolls because it's willpower. It's it's really testing how f- fearful you suddenly become. I failed. Yeah, uh, you're scared shitless. I passed. Barely. For two reasons, obviously. Yeah, 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 I failed. I'm going to play tough, but I failed. You can tell by my chattering teeth. I don't believe none of that chance. Heather, you can hear them talking. <laughs> Matt is in such disbelief he was breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance, Brian. <laughs> um, is is Ma in the guest room getting it ready? She is. And is she alone? Yeah, Dad's gone back downstairs. And it whisper, I mean, Ma. He can't be serious about letting that man spend the night in this house. I I don't know what your father is thinking, but uh you know, if if he thinks everything's going to be fine, what can I do? Matriarchal, I'm patriarchal society. Tony, there's some books from school you should read, Ma. Doesn't have to be that way anymore. Oh, honey, it's too late for me. But you, you grow up to be an independent woman. Don't read. I need at least one generation of domination. Your brothers. Can it, Mark? Go, go, go tell them not to get up to any mischief. Mom, can I have a bowl of cereal? You just had dinner, Mark, Matt. I'm still I can't tell. I can't tell the difference between your voices. <laughs> Here, let's so all can... I'll join my brothers, I suppose. Before you leave the room, mom says, just just make sure you lock your door. All right, so so you go join them in the twins' room. Mom wanted me to tell y'all that uh don't be getting up to any mischief tonight. Brian's the only one up to mischief. He's in line here about all these people out running around like crazy killers. I told it. Well, that's not, that's not necessarily a lie. In the newspaper today, there was a, a family killed in Pleasantville. 
not very pleasant. I look worriedly just, at Mark. So just lock your lock your doors tonight. Well, it's a little more than that, Heather. I just and I'm like toeing the ground with my sock, like just kind of like I just there's it's, something, you know. I don't know. I'm gonna give him the look, like shut up, Mark. I I don't know, Mark. It's just something's wrong. What, what is it, Matt? I'm gonna step between Matt and Mark, cutting him off from a source of strength. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull an envelope out of my back pocket and I just stick it in Heather's chest. Yeah, I don't even look at her. I just pull this envelope out of my back pocket and stick it in Heather's chest. So Heather, what you have in your hands? Well, why don't we let Matt tell you what the letter is? It's nothing. It's just a dumb prank we were doing. Mark and I, I, it was his idea mostly, but I just, we were reading the newspaper one day dad left out and we read all those dumb letters that those people in jail leave. And I, he was like, wouldn't it be funny if we wrote a letter to one of these dudes? And I was like, yeah, it'd be pretty funny. And so I wrote a letter and he did the proofreading and we sent it off. It's no big deal. And what is this? Matt. I don't know. It's a letter we got back. We got a few, whatever. A few. I'm going to open it up. It's um, a letter addressed to who's it addressed to, Matt and Mark? Esmeralda. It's, uh, it's addressed to Esmeralda, um, and it is filthy. Apparently, Esmeralda, i.e., Mark and Matt, have been pretending to be a woman and getting this guy to write dirty letters. Maybe don't read the middle or the end, Heather. Matt, what happens when this guy what gets What kind of magazines out? have you been reading? I got... I... God, boys. Who, who have you been sending these to? I don't know. Some guy named Chuck. Are you... Fucking serious? I don't know, Heather. I don't know. I don't know. I was Chuck, just how many Chucks are there? There's so many Chucks out there. These can't walk ten feet without tripping over a Chuck. But a, a man named named Chuck has come to the address where he's been getting these letters. Well, oh yeah, we didn't address. Did we just use our own address to send them? Or oh my we... God, Mark. I... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you two are, are dumber than a sack of rocks in the bottom of a river. Well, get us out of the river then, Heather. Gall dang. You guys got yourselves into this mess. I don't think it's Heather's responsibility. Well, uh, lock your doors, like he said, like, like mom said. Well, Esmeralda is either Heather or mom. And it's probably not mom. Dang, Mark, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Does Heather look like Esmeralda, like an Esmeralda to you? Yeah, not really. I mean, a rose by any other name, am I right? I want to smack Matt <laughs> upside the head. <laughs> So look what you've gotten me into. Uh, while you guys are in there, you get quiet. You can hear dad and the stranger coming up 
Um, they walk past your room. They walk to the guest room. Um, and you can hear one set of footsteps, of course, go into the guest room and the door close. And you hear mom say to dad, downstairs now. She's pissed. Um, and you hear them go back downstairs. So the guy is now in the room next to you. That was mom's angry voice. God, shit, man. What are we supposed to do? A keyhole in the door or something we can look through? No, there's no keys in the doors on the inside. We just got the little <laughs> flip lock. Um, Matt and Mark do uh, idea rules. Ooh, a zero two. I'll use one luck point to make that a critical success. You don't need to make it a critical success. Okay. <laughs> How did you do, Matt, Mark? I have no idea. Okay. So what are you all going to do? Uh, I think that you guys need to get out of our room now. We need our privacy. Make sure to lock your door. You lock your door, Brian. I always lock my door. You know, you guys don't know what I do in there. I, I think we have a pretty. It. I think we have a good idea what you do in there, Brian. I can hear it. Yeah, I, I have a good idea what you do with uh, Rick. Rick and I have is actually real, unlike those magazines you keep under your bed, Brian. Yeah, real lame. Who cares about those magazines? You wouldn't understand. Girls. So what would you like to do? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna boot him out of the room so Mark and I can have a little privacy. I'll go back to my room muttering obscenities under my breath and then <laughs> slamming my door and locking it. Yeah, I'll go back into my room as well. Lock what are we in. gonna do, Mark? What if it's the same Chuck? And I look out the window to see just like what's going on. If it's the same Chuck. We are screwed. How do we not think about the address? I mean, why? He's a prison. Isn't he like life in prison or death sentence or like four million years? Yeah, that's what I told you, but that was dumb. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, what? What was his sentence? Did we know? No, nah, we never came up. Uh, Probably murder. Oh. Uh, well, we're stuck. Hmm. We're in the house with a murderer. Maybe we should just go sleep out in the barn. We think let everybody else stay in here. We just go sleep out in the barn. Well, I do have something to show you out in the barn. What? Let's go. When mom and dad are asleep, we'll just out the window. And just... Okay. And I want to pick up a frog, too, so I can dump it in Heather's laundry or something. 
I don't Brian, think it would survive. I don't think it would survive being in Brian's laundry. Be crushed by all the stiff socks. <laughs> Brian, do an idea, Roy. Sure. Fifteen. This should be a uh, hard. Yeah. Okay. You know your brothers and you know the things they get up to because you got up to them. You showed them most of the things, you know, when when you were younger and they were younger. Um, the way your house is built, there's kind of a sloping roof uh, below your windows that goes pretty much all the way around the house. Okay. So it's fairly easy to spy on one another. Ah, so. Or yeah. guests in the guest room. Yeah. So I will um, open my window up and I'll slowly sneak over and see if I can uh, figure out what's going on with this guy. Okay. So as you are, uh, Matt and uh, Mark, were you planning on having a little camp out? All right. Yeah. So Brian, so Brian, you climb out your window and you're, you're really careful because there's parts of it that creak. You take a few steps towards um, the front of the house and you see Matt and Mark's window open up and first out comes a shoe and then a leg and then uh, we'll say it's Matt um, but he's facing away from you, and you're literally coming up right behind him. <laughs> I want to grab his foot real quick and just pull a little bit. <gasps> Is that <laughs> Matt? Matt, do a uh, do do a sanity roll. <laughs> oh, I failed. That's a sixty-six. <laughs> um. Just to, you take one point of damage yeah. and, you, and you almost scream, but <laughs> you also turn and you see Brian. You almost killed me, you crazy psychopath. I knew exactly what I was doing. Shut up. What are you guys right. doing out here? We're going out to the bar and that guy gives me the creeps. Plus, Mark said that he couldn't sleep. Right, Mark? Well, I mean, I've got a better idea. How about we take a peek and see what What's going on with this guy? Uh, look in this window. Does Heather know what you're doing? Of course not. All right, good. Okay, fine. That's a good idea. Can we help him, Tom? Can we help him kind of? Sure. Okay. I mean, it's it's a fairly big roof. It's not that hard to walk Scale. around. Okay. You guys have probably been all over your roof. We team up. Um, the, the Brothers Holland. <laughs> um, the three of you do a spot hidden. That's a fail. That is a success. Uh, Brian, you find Mark's Frisbee. The pink Check it one. Out. all over for that. It's your little pink Frisbee, Mark. Well, pink used to be a boy's color. Since when? He's right, it did. I don't believe you. Well, you know, pay attention in history class, you big goofus. I'll I'll throw it off the roof into the, into the field. <laughs> Heather, what are, Heather, <laughs> Heather, what are you doing? 
<laughs> I am fuming in my room at the minute. Um, the love of my life is a dumbass. My dad letting this stranger into my house that my moron of brothers have been writing in love letters. <laughs> the check guy for things are probably from me. Yeah. Um, all right, Brian, you're ahead, Matt and, and Mark. Brian, <clears throat> from inside the house, um, looking out the windows is pretty much black. Now that you're outside, of course, there's kind of a, a pale blue moonlight uh, occasionally popping through the, the clouds uh, to sort of illuminate everything, giving that kind of dark silvery glow. Um, you come around the side of the house you start heading towards the stranger's room and how how are you going to take peek so i'm envisioning like shutters along the side of the open shutters yeah okay um and i'm kind of probably more like painted on the or uh yeah nailed onto the house that's fine um so i'm just sidling along the house and uh just kind of peeking around the side. You're gonna, you're gonna look around the into the window. Yeah. What you see, you don't quite understand. The man must have stepped through the door, closed the door, and he's just standing there. He hasn't sat down. He hasn't taken off any of his stuff. He's standing there kind of off kilter, not looking out the window, not looking at the bed, just kind of motionless, standing there in the middle of the room. Um, not moving. What the fuck? His eyes are open. You can see his eyes, but he's not looking at the window. I'm going to back away. I'm going to usher forth Matt and Mark. He's just standing there. He's just staring. I'm going to take a peek. You take a peek, you see exactly the same thing. He's just standing there, almost like he's in a state of catatonia. He's just emotionlessly standing there. Is he breathing? You can't quite tell. He's wearing a lot of stuff. Maybe. This guy's only a psycho. Yeah, maybe. This guy's maybe giving we, me the creeps. Maybe we should see if we can get him to move. What do you think? We tap on the window or like maybe I could grab something out of the gutter and throw it from over here and see if we can get him to move. Maybe maybe throw something. I don't think that we want him to see us. He's What if he like reaches through and grabs you? I don't know. I guess we asked dad to kick him out. Hey, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should get him to do something stupid so we can tell dad to kick him out. Dad already invited him, man. You think dad's going to... Eh, shut up. You're right. Take it out on us. You're right. Yeah, we could go throw like a rock at his window or something, see if he comes out. 
All right, where are you going to get the rock? I don't know. Uh, do we have like some sort of thing in our room, like a plastic thing or any, just anything we could throw you've got, out the window? You've got lots of junk. Yeah, so I'll just throw whatever. You had a Frisbee, but uh, that's Damn. already somewhere else. <laughs> uh, your audio isn't working, Morgan. Nope. Uh-oh. It's not working. Well, Try again, Morgan. I think he's checking. I think Heather posted rock collection. Is there you go? There you go. It's back. I was gonna say it's the uh, it's the it's the past tense of that sentence. Had a frisbee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so whatever is on hand, anything, try to stick off of the roof, anything that we could find. All right. All right. So you find a stick, a branch of, of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to toss it at the window just lightly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you do that. Um, going to go back and check. Yeah, we give it a minute just to make sure the door doesn't open. And I look at Brian because I expect him to go first because he's the biggest and strongest. You guys are a couple of weenies. Well, what are you waiting for, you big dummy? Go. And I'll walk up to the okay. same thing. Before you get all the way to the window, you realize that the man has moved. He's taken three or four steps towards the window. And now he's just standing at the window, staring out of it, kind of towards the barn. I'm going to. But he's not moving. He's just. He doesn't see you. He doesn't turn his eyes to side, side to side. So you think he still doesn't see you, but he's moved. So now he's standing there, not moving. This guy is so fucking weird. As I, I back up and uh, I, I don't want anything to do with this guy. Where, Seeing where my brother going? quit makes me want to quit. What, where? What's in the barn? What do you want to go do in the barn? I figure we just be out of the house. Um, barn is for cool people only, Brian. Yeah, exactly. That's why Heather's not there. <laughs> High five, my brothers. <laughs> I'd like the three of you, I'd like all four of you to do listen once. I'm failing left and right today. I passed. Failed. Oh, well, I, actually, I should probably check. 73 is a, it's a very much a failure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Mark has, Mark has really sharp ears. The thing is living in an old wooden farmhouse, you get to where you recognize noises. Even out on the roof, you can hear mom and dad heading towards the stairs and coming back upstairs. I'm going to do the sort of get back in your room gesture. Mark and Brian. Okay. okay. So very quickly, you guys shuffle along the, the outside of the house and slip back in through your rooms. Um, just, Brian, just as you get into your room and close the window, um, your mom opens the door and she says, she says, um, just, just go to bed. 
Um, this will all be over in the morning. Just we'll, we have to trust your father. Good night. And she closes your door. And then she does the same to Matt and Mark. Um, apparently, Dad, you can hear his footprints just go into the bedroom. Um, she comes to Matt and Mark, and she's like, you boys, you boys, just just go to bed, and in the morning, everything will be fine. Um, no mischief. You could have done a lot better than Dad, Mom. You could have. She looks at you, and she says, We'll talk about that tomorrow. Now she looks like she wants to spank you, but she says there's too much going. Just, just, just do what I say. Uh, yes, and then she, then she comes to Heather, and uh, she does the same thing. She says, you know, keep your door locked, and uh, uh, we'll. I'll maybe you can help me make breakfast in the morning. Okay, okay. Okay. And she goes into, uh, you can hear her go into Dad's room. What are you guys going to do? You know, obey or? No. He said no mischief, but I think the underlying thing was no mischief inside of the house. When we leave the house, it is allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we're inside, it's okay, Mark, as long as we don't get caught. Right? Exactly. You can break the rules as long as you don't get caught. All right. So, are any of you going to go to sleep? No. <laughs> okay. I might even like get a bag and like I might get a bag and like half pack because of what Rick said but okay. I'm just really unsure about everything right now so all right uh, and Brian I am going to be uh, reaching under my bed and grabbing uh, not <laughs> the magazines uh, grabbing something and just uh, I'll I'll yeah, I'm just not going to sleep yet. I'm like a company. baseball bat, or no, not an item, not like that. Uh, not not a, a weapon, uh, but that is a good idea. <laughs> okay, a book. Yeah, it's uh, like a book, okay. a comic book. All right. Uh, and then Matt and Mark, uh, what are you guys going to do? What are your plans? What do you What are you going to actually do? Where do we start, bro? Hmm. Well, how much money do we have? I got a couple of bucks. You got piggy banks with cash in them. Hmm. I was thinking we could like get a taxi into uh, maybe to New York or something. Go hang out there. Mm-hmm. I but I got some. Can... That's like Sorry, seven hours from here. <laughs> Yeah, we could. Well, we could probably like you know for like five bucks taxi to New York. It's it's all good. You're you're not evil twins. You're just looking for a way out at this point. Um, what do you? What, what do if you not? Say we, what do you say we not, follow up on our idea to go stay out in the barn, man? I don't want to stay in here. 
Yeah, I, I, I have some cool stuff in the barn. Do you want to see if sis and bro want to come with us? Man, maybe they don't want to stay in here either. I, I don't think Heather wants to. Heather's kind of, she seems a little bit mad right now. Yeah, maybe we leave her alone. We could ask Brian, though, and he has nothing to do. All right. Besides, if we, yeah, I was going to say, besides, if we went to Heather, uh, Heather's room, we would have to, uh, is the is the white uh, sort of outline on the map, like, representing the roof? Yeah, if you're on the second floor, that's the roof. It actually wraps all the way around, but it's actually oh, representing the, 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 the part of the house underneath that. Yeah, so we, we would have to either go by the guest room or by mom and dad's room window in order to get to Heather's room. So that would be probably. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be fine. So is it the barn then? It's the barn. We're going to ask Brian if he wants to come with us, but yeah. Okay. How are you going to get to the barn? Mm. Your house is creaky. Can we sneak out? You can, you can try. It'll be a stealth roll. You'll both have to pass your stealth rolls. Or you're going to make a lot of creaky noises. Don't put your Unless you on. go out the window and jump off the roof. Uh, uh, how high is it? No, well, you'll be on the roof of the first floor, so 10, 12 feet. feet. What do you want to take your chances with, bud? 12 feet is pretty high. Is there like a, a maybe like a trellis? Do a, do a luck roll. Nope. Yeah, there no. used to be a trellis, but you guys broke that the last time that you tried Makes climbing sense. down it. And you both got weapons then, so. Well, maybe we just try and sneak out, and then if Pa catches us, we just jump off the roof. And if you break your leg like last time, you just go in and tell Ma. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys are going to go out the window and try to jump off? Uh, we're going to try and sneak first. Okay. All right. I'd like you both to do stealth rolls. I rolled a zero eight. Nice. Don't fail me now, Mark. I did. I, I rolled a 69. I could spend 29 to pass. No, nah, that's a lot of luck. I'll give you uh, the choice to either quickly go back. Or uh, get caught. Or I could push it. You could push it. You could push it. <laughs> if you push it, you are definitely going to get caught and get in trouble. Go, Mark. Just go. The stairs are squeaky. But if you hurry, we'll get out of here. Okay. I'm pushing it. <sighs> oh. We lost the dice. He dropped it on the floor so that he could roll again. A floor dice. Well, I did. I, I did pass on my floor roll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the two of you, um, we'll say that you take off your shoes. You hold your shoes in your hand. You very quickly scuffle across the floor, down the stairs, uh, through the living room, and 
Uh, you go out the. Uh, are you going to go out the back door or the front door? Uh, let me look. So the back, the, the, back the back door would be goes onto a screened porch. It's up at the top of the, the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the front. So we could either we could either oh. go from mom and dad's room or be possibly seen by the uh, murderer. Or we go out the garage. Is the exterior garage door unlocked? Oh, uh, yeah, most likely. You could go out the garage. That's There's no up. windows on the garage side of the house. Yeah, that's a good idea. So you go you go through the kitchen, uh, through the mudroom, out into the garage, and uh, out the side door. All right. And then where are you going from there? The barn? Straight to the barn. All right. You go to the barn. Um, are you guys going to climb up into the loft? You can see from the loft, looking towards the house, the man is still standing there in the window. Bro, that's so weird. If only we had like a sniper rifle or something that we could we could just get him with. But yeah, I left my dart gun inside. So, Mark, do you show uh, Matt? Your oh, yeah, collection? definitely. Definitely. Look, I took this from Brian. So, Mark starts showing Matt his new and growing porno collection oh. that he's been lifting off of Brian's uh, collection. Um, as a result, I think that Matt and Mark become... Uh, you know, looking at that for a while. Distracted. Um, eventually, um, <laughs> you get tired and you fall asleep. Um, Heather and Brian, um, I would like you both to roll uh, constitution rolls to see if you fall asleep. Twenty-five is a hard success. Uh, I failed, but I think I'm going to spend the 11 points of luck. No, don't, don't spend your luck. Don't. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you fall asleep. You, okay. you just, you're just laying there on bed. You fall asleep. Heather, you're, you're wide awake. Right. About... Do I have a clock or a watch or anything? Sure. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause Rick said he'd be by at 11. So I'm keeping. Yeah. I think he said 1130. So it's about 10.45. All of a sudden, there is a high-pitched woman's scream coming from down the hall. Um, There is a ruckus. And Heather, you hear, you, you hear, what you think is your mother screaming hysterically and running past your room towards the stairs. Brian, you wake up um, just as your, what sounds like your mother screaming, runs past the door. Um, Boys, I would like you to do, should we call it? Let's call it a con roll. Do a, do a con roll. Mm. 
I think I failed that. I got an extreme. Okay. Yeah, I failed. Mark, as you are lying there, um, dreaming of uh, a large buxom women, um, all of a sudden, the large buxom woman in your dream starts screaming, and no, you wake Cindy up. Crawford. You yeah, you wake up, and I don't think she'd be in porn. An um, idiot. <laughs> you uh, you you wake up to hear somebody. It sounds like a woman screaming outside, uh, slowly fading away. Sounds like maybe like mom when she saw a mouse. In the, but you're not sure. Um, Mark is Matt, Matt's next to you snoring away. I'm gonna look in the window of the creepy guy. Is he still there? He is not. And as you look look around, do a do a spot hidden for me. Uh past 33. The front door is wide open. Oh dear. And Matt is snoring away. Next to you. Oh, I want to go. I want to go find Ma. All right. Well, um, so you, you wake Matt up. Okay. Heather, so you're in your room. This this just happened. Um so you can open the door. You open the door. And well, you obviously turn your light on and open the door. Yep. And when you do, you immediately see bloody footprints in the hallway. And for the most part, now the the house is silent. You you think your mother might have run outside. You don't hear anything though anymore. Uh, Brian, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to um, <laughs> grab my bat as uh, and throw the door open, uh, looking for what's going on, looking to see what's going on. Where's mom? What's Where did that fucking creep go? Okay, you open up your door, and likewise, it, you're not comparing them, but th- there's our traces of blood in the hallway um, heading towards the... Uh, Towards the stairs, and there's a bloody handprint um, on the wall, um, and there's traces of blood in the hallway. Uh, you can also see that the uh, the guest room door is open. Heather, I think I am. Um... I'm shutting my door, locking it, grabbing my kind of hastily packed bag that I had, mm-hmm. putting on my shoes, and I'm going out the window. Okay. Brian, you hear you hear Heather's door close. I'm gonna you can, by the way, you can both do sanity rolls. Um 85. <laughs> 008. Yeah. Uh, Heather 1D4. Brian. You're going to take two points of damage. Uh, two points of uh, sanity I lost, loss. Lost four. 
So you can hear you hear Heather upset. I mean, you can hear that she's gasped and screamed a little. Um, Matt and Mark, mm-hmm. uh, you notice now that uh, Heather and Brian's lights have come on over at the house. Something's going down. What's up? What do you want, man? You just woke me up. Is on loose. What? No way. Look. And I look. Oh my god. Is there anything out here we can use to defend ourselves? Sure. There's uh, shovels. There's picks. I mean, uh, pitchforks. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's farming equipment like that. Okay. Like grab something sharp. Let's go. I'm gonna get like a a sickle. Yeah, I'm gonna grab a pitchfork. Okay. And I'm like, double trouble. And I give him the knuckles. Communists. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Uh, Brian, <clears throat> you uh, you grab your baseball bat and you step into the hallway. What do you want to do? Uh, I heard Heather's door close. I'm going to go run over to her door first. Okay. And check on her. All right. It's locked. You knock on the door. Heather, you hear your brother. Heather, Heather, are you okay? I unlocked the door for him. Uh, was was that mom? It was mom. It was mom. I, I think she might have gone outside. We gotta gotta go find her. Did you see the blood? Did she, uh, yeah, let's, yeah. I see. Let's I saw the blood. Yeah, Brian. You can see more or less down the hallway towards mom and dad's room. There's a lot more blood. Should should, should we go check on check in the room? Do you? Do you think that man killed dad? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'll go. So I got my shoes on. I have my bag with some clothes and stuff in it. I'll go into the bathroom and I'll try to find something. I don't know. If I have like a, any like hair, like sizable hairpins to like go through a bun or something. Just something sharp and needle-like. Okay. Sure. Um, and then follow Brian All right. down the hallway. Brian, you go down the hallway, uh, past the laundry room. There's larger quantities of blood. You, uh, The door to mom's and dad's room is open. And as you peek inside, as you take a couple of steps, uh, you realize that there is there was a struggle. There's blood all over the bed. Uh, and there is a body lying next to the uh, the uh, the right side of the bed where your father usually sleeps. Um, only thing is, the closer you look, you get you're gonna have to do a sanity roll for this. You might guess that it is your father, but he has been skinned. Uh, pass my sand test. Okay. I'd say if you pass for that, you still do a 1d4. And Heather, are you going to try to take a look? <laughs> I'm going to like back up. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, the... I, I, I was following right behind Brian. So I lost four. Yeah. I got I 16. I passed my sanity. So yeah. And I lost four. <laughs> Another four. 
Yeah, so you're becoming you're on the verge of hysterics. Um boys, um something bad is going down. You can occasionally hear, you know, it's it's not that you're not that far away from the house. Mm-hmm. You can hear you heard Heather make a noise. Um, I mean it was faint, but but definitely something's going on. Uh the door is wide open. Um I would like you both to do idea rolls. That's fail. It's just fast. Fail, 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 fail. Um, Mark, Granny's all alone. I get Grandma. Oh, no. I'm going to run across the road towards the house as quick as possible with Matt behind me, hopefully. Yep, Yep, for sure. Okay. You both run across the the road. Um, When you get to the front door, you can see traces of blood. Not very much. This was like last time when Heather said that her tummy hurt and she went to use the bathroom? Oh, Lord. Ew. <laughs> He's a 14-year-old boy. Come on. Brian and Heather, what are you gonna do? It probably occurs to you too that Granny is downstairs. And there's a maniac on the loose. Heather, I think we've got to go check on mom. We gotta go see what's going on. We gotta stop this guy. We gotta find the twins too. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys probably go to their room and they're not there. I guess I'm, I'm following Brian down the stairs. Yeah. We have to find everybody. So as you are going down the stairs, you can see that the front door is open. Um, the two of you also do a spot hidden in the living room. success I, I failed okay brian your your keen eye shows you something uh, you you've become the clue master you can see that once again there are traces of blood obviously coming all the way down the stairs um but they veer when they get to the bottom of the stairs to the kitchen and then they go back towards the front door so Mom must have run into the kitchen and then ran out the front door. Maybe, maybe she grabbed the knife. That's that's the same thing if, that I was thinking. The butcher knife is missing. So, so mom is, mom is, bo- is looking for him. And the boys come in the front door very, very sheepishly. So you all see one another. Ma'am, Mark, get over here. Well, I gotta go look in Grandma's room. Make sure she's okay. We we all we all need to go together. Okay, that's a good idea. I agree with Heather. Yeah, I'll I'll take the lead. That's a good idea. I agree with Brian. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'll lead them toward Grandma Matilda's room. Okay. As you um, 
as you get over the initial um, excitement of finding all of all of you together again, uh, you quiet down. Have you all do listen moments? Oh, I might have asked. <laughs> nope, I failed. Okay, fail. So who passed? I passed. I I did pass. Okay. If you pass, as you're approaching uh, Granny's room, you hear a very strange noise. It sounds, it sounds like, like, like a person making a very strange noise. They're going. Like I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to rush in the door. Okay. You kick it in, you, you bust through. Yeah. When you do, ah! what you see is this. Granny Matilda is in bed. A man is standing over her, uh, and he looks like your father, um, though he is somewhat spattered with blood. He has... In his hands, some sort of box with lights and things all over it. And there are tubes or wires that are coming out of it and wrapping around your grandmother's head. And there are little lights flashing on it. And as he's doing things with this box, your granny is screaming in agony. It looks like she's being tortured. What do you guys do? So, bitch. I'm going to hack him with my uh, sickle. I'm going to sickle him in the back. Get him, Mark. All right. So, combat starts. Let's do dex order, though. Who's. I have a dex of 80. And I've got 70. And 50 for me. Yeah, same. Okay. So, Heather, you can act or react first. I want to go take my knitting needle or whatever sure one thing that i got i want to just okay. go jam it into his neck okay go ahead and do a uh, 72 uh, oh no so you run up and you jam him with your knitting needle uh your knitting needle um it hits something. You can see it visibly pierce through his skin, but it hits something hard like bone. Um, and he doesn't really flinch, although he sort of has noticed you. Brian, what do you do? Oops, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to follow through and, and try and swing that bat to knock the um, the device out of his hands. Okay. It's just going to be fighting Brawl, right? Correct. Come on, Brian. 52. 56 success. Okay, a regular success? Yes. Okay. Um, as you swing... You don't hit what he's holding, but you do hit him in the arm. And 
uh, it's almost as if you were um, tenderizing meat. Uh, you hit him in the arm, and his arm sort of seems to squish a little, uh, but you hit something extremely hard, like bone, once again. And he turns to to look at you. Um, you can sort of tell that he's wearing your father's skin. Um, oh, God. Uh, let's see, Matt and Mark, which one do you want? Well, you both got the same. So I think Mark said already that he was going to swing the sickle. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can swing your sickle. Oh, 16, pass. <gasps> all right, you swing that sickle with all of your might, and it hooks him, you know, around the shoulder. Uh, and as it does, you can feel it slice right through his skin, and the skin sort of parts, uh, and you can see that there's something underneath it um, that's kind of black and shiny. Um, and this time when you do, he reacts, he drops the box in his hand and starts to back away from you. Matt, what do you do? I'm going to scramble and get those wires off my granny's head. Okay. Um, do, um, let's do a luck roll. 52. Let me see what my luck is. 50. Oh my God, okay. you got to be kidding me. Okay. So you start uh, grabbing the wires and tugging them. Um, they seem to be stuck on pretty well. Mm. Um, the creature, whatever it is, um, suddenly turns and bolts for the window in Granny's room and does one of those sort of dive through the air, smashes through the window and goes out through the window, leaving this blinking box and wires and everything attached to your granny. Your granny's obviously shuddering in pain. A damn creature. You all do sanity rolls, by the way. Yeah, right. Jesus. Uh, 67. Well, I am just, it is not my day. Yeah, I I failed again. Oh, two. I passed. Okay. Um, if you pass, just take one point of damage. If you fail, do a 1d4. Just one. Two. All right. So, Granny seems to be shaking. What are you guys going to do? I want to grab... Is there like a... A stool or an end table or just something heavy. I want to just smash it down on this box. Sure. Yeah, there she's got knickknacks and all sorts of things like that. In fact, she's got an old iron um um looks like a finial from the top of a flagpole that she always liked. Uh it's made out of solid. You always realized how heavy it was. All right, you bring this down on the, the box and uh, when you hit it, there is a flash of light. Um, uh, do a 
do a luck roll for me. Uh, the thing erupts into sparks when you do that. Fail? 93. Okay. You're going to take one hit point of damage, of burn damage on your on your hand oh. when that happens. What um, kind of shriek and pain? <laughs> the, lights, the lights all turn off. And as you're looking at Granny, you can see that these tubes are sort of wire-like tubes that they actually sort of wrap around her head. Um, it's almost like they're, they've got uh, stickum uh-huh. on them. Uh-huh. That is, uh, the, but the second you smash that box, she suddenly starts breathing again, like uh, like it's it's stopped. Uh-huh. But are these things are like okay? stuck to her head. What do you guys do? What Tell me each, uh, Heather. You've you've smashed the box, Brian. What have you done? Or what um. Have you done? I've just been looking. I'm, I'm kind of looking around. I'd like to look out the window, out of Granny's window, and see if I can see the guy, uh, like which direction he's going. Okay. You you look out the window, but there's some hedges there, and you can see that he's smashed through the hedges and run off, but you don't know which direction. Uh, there's okay. broken glass everywhere, obviously. Matt and Mark? I would be following, uh, yeah, Brian's lead and looking for him. Okay. And Matt, Mark? I'm going to get something like to help her out to be, make her more comfortable. Okay. Um, Mark, you find that if you like get the end of one of the wires, you can sort of peel it off. And you can see that there are burns where it was attached to her head. Uh, but it they do pull off. You just have to kind of handle each one. You don't want to rip them off. Uh, but you can peel them off. Uh, Granny is now that she's caught her breath. She's trying to communicate with you. Um, she looks you in the eyes, and then she looks over at her bookcase, and then she looks you in the eyes, and then she looks over at the bookcase, trying to indicate with her head I, I'll go over, I mean, I kind of, my hands burn, but right. I'm going to go over and just be like, start pointing to like a shelf. Yeah. Does okay. Like, um, not at first. Yeah. She's, she's like, no. And then down. No. Down. You get to the second from the bottom and she's like. Okay, and then I start doing this. Like okay. this. Uh-huh. Very quickly, you narrow in on a small blue, um, almost denim-bound book um, with no title at all on it. And uh, you can see that it's some sort of journal. But she doesn't stop there. When you, when you pick it and start bringing it, you know, she gives you a yes, but then she is still indicating there's something more there. Okay, I keep... Like she gives you a look where she swings her head side to side, like move the books out of the way. Okay, it just starts. You move the box out of the way, and you realize there is a box that is hidden behind the books. It's not very big, about like this. Okay, I I grab. uh, It's about the size of a shoebox. 
Okay. You pull it out. Um, so you have the journal and you have the shoe box. Um, Brian and Matt. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you don't see anything outside. It's dark. Um, the guy could have gone anywhere. Mom? But you see that you see that Heather and and uh, and uh, Heather has this box. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm calling out for Mom, but as I see that Heather has the box, and that Granny is is uh, intensely directing us towards it, I'd like to approach and see what's going on as well. All right. So, what do you want to do? I want to open the box. You open the box. And there's two items inside that you can't really identify or explain. The first item looks like this. Tesseract. It is a perfect cube. It seems to have things going on inside of it. It changes color when you move it in the, the light. It's it's about the size of your, your palm. It's it's very heavy. Um it it feels like glass or crystal or something like that. The other thing is weirder still. It looks like that. Oh my god. It has the size and heft of like a Colt 45. It's a damn ray gun. I don't believe what I'm seeing. Uh, I'm opening the book now. Okay. I'll hand these things. I'll hand both the things to Brian. Do you hand the box to Brian? Yeah. Okay. You haven't actually picked anything up. I haven't picked <laughs> anything up. It's just like, here you go. Um, yeah. All right. So you open up the journal and Granny starts to sort of indicate, turn the page, turn the page, turn the page. You finally get to one of the pages. And um, this is what is on that page. It was in the spring of 1918 that the worst of it occurred. We knew we were getting close to the nest. Our sweet Kenneth had been replaced by one of the things and we wanted revenge. It was late afternoon when we found them huddled together in the basement of the Miskatonic Science Building. They were busy constructing their infernal overmind machine. All they needed was the quantum data cube. Two of them were torturing Kenneth's brain for information when we burst into the room and started firing with the organic lightning gun. The first volley managed to blast the head off of one, if you can call it a head. The others turned to attack, but we had them trapped. Michael lobbed a Molotov at the group and everything burst into flames. We closed the steel doors and listened to their buzzing screams for five minutes before getting the hell out of there and alerting the school to the fire. In the end, everything got covered up and no one suspected us at all. We made a mutual pact that we would hide and keep the Q cube a secret. If the creatures ever got it again, it would be the end of us all. What is that, another one of her stories? Yeah. I don't know, but that thing, the thing that killed dad must want the cube in the box. Look, this is the Q cube. And then you got your lightning gun. Mark, are you picking him up? 
if he tries, I'm going to slap his hands. I don't trust Mark with anything that. <laughs> well, then I'm definitely picking them up. This is supposedly important. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, my camera keeps going out. Sorry. Oh. I thought I stopped doing it after the last session, but it didn't. I'll edit it out. So what are you guys um, going to do? Well, we got to find mom. And we got to get the hell out of here. But that letter said something about a lightning gun. Maybe that's that lightning gun. Maybe we should take it with us. If we find that guy, we can uh, blow his head up like we, is it. If we, we point to it and be like, uh, Grandma, is this... Grandma, do you know how to use this? Here. She, she's an invalid. She can't use it. She, oh, looks over, uh, she looks at Brian and goes, I guess I'll take it. Okay. Brian, when you reach down, and I mean, it kind of looks how you'd hold it. It looks very, very vaguely like a gun. You hold it by the handle. It's both hard and squishy. Um, like it's not made out of metal or it, it, it's like it's made out of rubber or plastic or something. But you notice that when you hold on to it, it starts to wrap itself around your hand a little bit. Um, like it's hugging your hand. Uh, Granny, is it supposed to be doing this? Uh, can I, am I able to like take it, like put it down and stuff too? You're able to take it off, but it takes a second. It has to sort of let go. But okay. notice that when you think let go, it lets go. There doesn't seem to be a trigger, but you think that if you think that you want it to fire, it'll fire. You can feel that there's there's something. It feels like it's getting in your head a little bit. Like it's somehow it's it's telling you how to use it. Though you don't you don't hear voices or anything. It's just it's weird. It's very alien feeling. What's going on, Brian? You look all worried. This thing is this thing is getting in my head. It's it, it it's like a smart gun. Uh, oh god. I I think we need to We've got to find mom. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. All right. What's what's next? What do you want to do? Should we keep the cube with us for safety? I mean, grandma can't watch it. Here, give it here. I'll put it in my bag. Yeah. So I'll, I'll hand the cube over to you. Maybe we should make like a, a Molotov like in the story. Although that guy's long gone. Your grandma's like, no, he's not long gone. If he's one of those oh. things. Maybe we should make a lightning gun then or a Molotov. 
Well, Grandma, how are we supposed to find him if he's not gone? Where where do they go? You know more about this thing than we do. She looks over at uh, Hunter's bag. You get okay. the impression he yeah. wants that thing. He's not going to leave. Wait, you think Grandma's trying to tell us to use that thing as bait? Could be. No, no, we can't let him have no. it. We need, we need to, we need to, we need to leave. We need to get out of here. Do we, we get out? He might be hiding. He could be hiding in the bar and he could be hiding in the silo. So he'd just be waiting outside in the, in the wheat. He could be anywhere. What about mom? Yeah, we can't just leave her. We've got to, we need to find mom. And we need to defend this place. This is our goddamn home. Hey, Look, we should we've just got get the gun. Is there a clock? What time is it? It's about 11 o'clock. Take the car, go to the hospital or something, go to police. You can drive, right, Heather? You can probably all drive, but you don't have licenses. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I know how to drive. Actually, fairly decent at it. But how about you go start the car and me and my brothers will see if we can't find mom and then we make one sweep. And if we can't find her, we get the heck out of Dodge. No, we, we can't split up. So. Yeah, uh, man, that, that mean, thing is that thing is as tough as nails. It... Well, let's let's follow. See if we can follow the blood trail. Mom was covered in blood when she left. We should wheel. We should wheel Granny with us too. We can't leave her. Yeah, I'll take Grandma. Yeah, Mark. How about we get Grandma and you two follow the blood trail? Go get your dart gun. Yeah. (laughs) Get the Nerf gun. Get the Nerf. It's Nerf for nothing, as they say. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Matt and Mark, you are getting Granny into her wheelchair. Brian and Heather, you guys are going to the front door where you saw the blood trail go out. Um, from here, uh, you've got the fields across the street. You've got the barn across the street. Um, you've got the silo. You've got uh, probably a tool shed or whatever over to the side. But when you get to the once, – once the blood trail gets to the, the front door – and off the porch, now it's really hard to see anything because there's gravel and there's grass. But you think maybe she was moving towards the barn. Well, I guess this is the way. All right. Uh, we, we can't leave Mark and Matt, though. But then we go. It's only about 50 feet to the barn, so... Yeah, but I, I don't want. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So um, Matt and Mark get Granny into her seat and cover her up with a blanket, and uh, wheel her to the front door. So you guys are kind of on the porch. You can see uh, Heather and Brian. Um, Heather and Brian, you're heading towards the. Towards the barn, yeah. And you, you've got the boys and, and, and the granny in, in, in sight. All right. Uh, who's going first, Brian? 
I can lead the way. Okay. I would like you, Brian, to do a luck roll. Success. Okay. You get more evidence that maybe mom ran into the barn. There's a a little bit of blood in the shape of a handprint on the edge of the door uh, or the the barn door. Um, But it's it's pitch black inside. Um, What are you going to do? Uh, Heather, you wouldn't happen to would I, I would know if Heather had Heather doesn't smoke. No. I guess yeah, it's just, not likely that you're going to have uh, matches or anything like that. No. Uh, I'll just hold the bat at the ready and should I go in? Well, you have the you have the gun. Oh yeah, the gun. So I'll just hold the gun. Um, oh, uh, well. If Brian's standing there, I'll just call out, Mom! Okay. There's all of a sudden a ruckus uh, inside the barn, right inside the door, and your mother uh, comes leaping out with that butcher knife in her hand and starts slashing it and screaming as she's doing that. I'd like you both to do dodge rules. 20 is a hard success. And I also succeeded. Okay. She swings, but she misses. Uh, She's screaming. She's obviously hysterical. Um, In fact, she's got that look in her face like she's freaking out of her mind. Uh, she swings a couple times, drops the butcher knife, and runs for the field. Um, what are you gonna do? Can I try to tackle her? Yes, you can try. Now that she now that she's knifeless. No, sixty is not it. <laughs> All right, you you try to tackle her, but you miss. Um, she takes the grapple as if you were a monster attacking her. She swings her arm. She runs away from you into the field, and you can sort of see the parting of the the wheat as she's running into the field, screaming wildly and disappearing into the... You think she's heading towards the Murphy farm, which is the farm on that side. <laughs> while, we're, while we're here at the barn... Ma's run off. I don't think we're going to be able to catch her. Um, I want to go find the. Uh, I want to go to where I hid the. Uh, the mess. The mess. The stuff. Rick, let me hear. It's fine. It's fine. All right, that's up in the loft. So you're going to have to climb up into the loft, and you oh. don't know where that thing is. You sure? I'm not sure. I'm going <laughs> to. What, what are you doing? Has you don't to need to go in there. No. Rick, Rick left something here. He was 
going to come get it any any minute now. What's so important? What what could you possibly need that? I I don't need it. Rick needs it. He messed up. Okay, Brian. He messed up. He's got himself in trouble. What kind of trouble? We're in trouble. Look, he... Look, Rick. Rick bought some drugs from from this guy. All right, and he doesn't have the money to pay him, so he needs. I was hiding it for him up in the loft. Shit. How, how the much? Thing, the thing is out there. How much money? Five hundred dollars. Shit. Shit. Um, you don't. You don't need to go up there. Okay. Okay. You don't need to go up there. Don't worry about it. I um I can I can I can help Rick. I um uh, yeah, I, I I I um well I I I took the money out of the truck. Okay? I took the, I took I took the money. I took $500 out of his truck. Why would he keep $500 in his truck? Okay. Okay. I'm, uh, and you still have it. Yeah, I still got it. It's in my room. I'm surprised those little bastards didn't find it when they were going through my porn stash. All they have to do is move the bed a little can, bit longer. We can get, farther. <laughs> we can get. We can get. We can get the money, and then we can get the car, and then we can go. Brian, do a spot hidden for me. Actually, Heather, you can too. Ninety-five. Oh my god! You're too angry at, uh, <laughs> at the moment. I have so many. It's a. It's been a crazy, crazy evening. Brian, as you're as you're standing there confessing to Heather, um, as you look back at the house, there is something on the roof that is moving forward. Uh, towards the area directly above where Matt and Mark and Granny Matilda are on the front porch. At first, you think that it's the man, but whatever it is, it it's partly wearing the skin of your dead father, which is sloughing off and falling off. And the thing that's on the roof kind of looks like a spider or a a crab um but you realize that it has kind of these membranous wings as well like a gigantic praying mantis or a cockroach or something and it's it's creeping along the roof heading straight to where their location um heather you don't see that you just see brian's face suddenly light up in horror um, perhaps at that point you turn around and you look and you can see what he sees. But Heather, you also see a single headlight coming down the road towards the farm. Probably, and you can hear a motorcycle. That's Rick. But 
shoot it, Brian. Yeah, I'm going to lift my head up and aim and tell it to fire. Okay. Do um, do a regular, uh, like, firearms. Come on, you can do Brian. Whatever, whatever's higher, your oh. rifle or your... Double O five. That is nice. an extreme. Yes. Okay. No, I'll spend one point to make it an extreme. Okay. Um, there is a crack of thunder, which makes all of you leap into the air. A blinding ah. flash of lightning. Um, uh, boys, you think at in your direction because it's coming from the barn to the house. Um, you hear a strange screeching noise coming from the roof above you and a scamble, scrambling of, uh, of multiple legs, it sounds like. Uh, Brian, you definitely hit the thing. Um, uh, it slides a little bit down the roof, uh, and uh, for, for a moment it stops moving, and then it starts to pull itself together. And... Uh, Heather and Brian, you see it suddenly leap into the air. You think that it's going to leap down onto the ground, but instead it leaps into the air and starts flying straight towards Rick, who is cluelessly about to park his motorcycle next to the silo. Um, boys, you see, you see Heather and, and Brian... <laughs> I just scream. Rick. <laughs> Look out. Rick like hops off his motorcycle and goes, hey. <laughs> oh, God. Rick. Um. As you watch in horror, you see this thing leap up onto Rick. Uh, grab him in its multiple pinchers and lift him into the air. Uh, uh, Matt and Mark, you're probably on the edge of the porch. Matilda's behind you. Granny Matilda's behind you. Um, you now see this cockroach monster thing uh, lifting Rick into the sky. Brian, what do you do? I'm going to try. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd love to try to shoot at it again. Okay. Come on, that Brian. Is, that is a fail. Oh. All right. You you fire at it. There's another crack of lightning and a blinding flash of light coming directly from Brian's hand. Um, but it misses. And as it misses, the thing is probably about 150 or 200 feet up. It lets go of Rick. And Rick. Ah! And then the sound of his screams just suddenly stops as he hits the ground in a crumpled, crunchy sound. Well, I passed my sanity. I passed on the dot with 41, my sanity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just That's take a couple life. of points of damage. <laughs> well, just taking one point that makes me indefinitely insane. So. Okay. Yeah, you're going to need therapy. Most definitely after this. Um, I'm just on the... I'm just... The thing, the thing, the thing flies up and lands on the top of the barn. Um, 
And because the moonlight's coming from the wrong direction, it almost becomes invisible in the darkness as it lands on the, the top of the, the barn. It's in the shadow on the, on the roof of the barn. Uh, Matt, Mark? I push Annie to the car. Yeah, we got to get to the car. Yep. I love that we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> we're like still going to the car. Okay. So you guys get her into the car. Uh, Heather and uh, Brian. What do you guys uh, do? Where the where does where does Dad usually keep the keys to the car? Um, underneath the uh, visor, the flat, the, the flat. visor. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get the car started. Yeah, I'm okay. Follow. Just screaming, kill it, Brian. So you're running across. You're not running to to uh, Rick or. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. Rick is. Rick, Rick is gone. Rick is gone. Yeah. Rick is. All right. So you're, you're heading towards the car. Uh, Brian, where exactly are you in relationship to everything? So I was kind of imagining myself at like the entryway to the barn. Okay. Um, kind of right outside the entrance to the barn, basically. Okay. So you know that the things on the bar, the roof of the barn, um, you can't see it. But that's where it went. You could see it definitely against the sky uh, when it landed, but you don't know where it is at the moment. Uh, you see Heather run towards the car. You see the boys getting uh, Matilda into the car. What are you going to do? I'm going to. Um, there's no roof access to the bar from the barn. Not really. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, I'm going to follow. I'm just going to be scanning up as I walk towards the car. I'll be backing, um, okay. watching the roof of the barn. All right. Uh, you get about halfway across the road. You're you're right between the barn and the car, and you hear you know this uh, like the, a scrambling of insect feet on on metal, and you see the thing leap into the air once again, and it seems to be heading straight to the car. I've got to blast it. I'm okay. screaming to Heather to get down. It's a 30. Uh, I need to spend 10 luck to hit it. Okay. Go ahead. That is what I'm doing. Um. All right, you hit it. Uh, once again, it's it's up in the air. Um, go ahead and roll 2d10. Ooh. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right. Uh, you hit it really good. Um, you actually see it turn kind of like flame orange for a moment as this blue lightning hits it as bits of its body fry. Um, it's smoking. It falls to the ground right in front of the car. It's still going. Um, it tries to reach up onto the hood of the car with these claw-like things, but it's obviously in a bad way. It's, it's time to run it over. Do it. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I, I'd say that that's not difficult to do at all. <laughs> uh, part of it gets kind of wedged underneath the hood. Uh, you pull forward and there's a great crabby crunching <laughs> sound <laughs> as its carapace is shattered. <sighs> and uh, um, I had to do a luck roll to see if you get snagged up on it. Uh-oh. 22 is a pass. <sighs> okay. You don't get snagged up on it. You roll it over. Um, Brian, there is a huge, horrible squishing sound, like squishing an insect. Um, uh, Heather gets the car on the other side of it, and you can see quite clearly that it is demolished, this thing. And as you move towards the car and you're looking at it, it begins to dissolve. Ugh. It makes a great pool of blackish goo that seems to almost evaporate in the air. It, it just starts to waft away as dust and disappear. And so what do you do after this? We got to go get mom. Go ahead to the Murphy's, see where she's at. All right. So you all hop in the car in, in terror and still, you know, the adrenaline rush is, is, you know, overwhelming you. You drive to the Murphy's and you run up. And in fact, yeah, the Murphy's got woken up by your mother hysterically knocking at their door. Uh, they brought her in, and they've already called an ambulance because it's obviously that your mother has cracked her nut. And that is more or less the end of our story. Our prologue is that, you know, there's an investigation. It's decided that a homicidal maniac broke into your home, killed your father. Um, you all managed to survive. He must have gotten away because there's no evidence that he was ever there, except they find your father's skin. Um, and, poor and, and poor Rick has, uh, he doesn't survive from the hospital. Uh, once again, another victim of the homicidal maniac. Um, Oof. It's terrible. You probably all seek counseling, but there's a little spark of something inside of you. You keep that gun and that cube a secret, and you realize that grandma was a badass yeah. when she was younger. <laughs> and maybe you all take after her in your future lives, hunting down the monsters. And that's the end of our story. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's oh, a good amigo one. killed my boyfriend. Yeah. Amigo killed your boyfriend. Yeah, so the story is basically you kind of get the story. Grandma and her team of investigators hunted down an infestation of Migo at the Miskatonic University, um, with the Miko pretending to be um people. Like invasion of the body snatchers. Right, invasion of the body snatchers. Uh, they stop them and that they've they've hidden all this time. Um, it's taken up until now, and it's many, many years. Grandma's 85. Um, for the Miko to sort of trace down the general location, um, your father, 
unfortunately met Amigo on the road uh, dressed as this hobo. And it wasn't your 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 guy from the prison. I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Migo controlled his mind. The Migo was forcing your father to do what it wanted your father to do. That's why he wasn't acting the way he normally would act and doing the things that he would normally do. Um, as soon as the Migo had the opportunity, it then murdered your father and took his skin. Your mother got away, but she was driven insane by the the experience of seeing it all. Um, it then located your grandmother and identified her as the one who had the stuff and was trying to torture it out of her mind to find out where it was hidden. Um, fortunately, you guys broke in and stopped it from doing that. Heck yeah. And, uh, saved the day. Now, that means that probably the Mika will realize something's up in this area and they'll send more uh, agents to try and recover the cube. But by then you will have moved away. You probably don't stay in that house. Too much trauma. So maybe in 50 years, they'll hunt you guys down and try to get that cube again. That's the end. So how did it is it is the uh, the Chuck thing just a red herring or yeah. did Amigo like you you all had like, you all had really interesting things. <laughs> the Amigo was yeah looked around the room when you asked its name and it pulled Chuck out of the that the twins' minds. Uh, had no idea, but yeah. So you can you so can Brian's, explain yeah. So Brian stole the money from Rick. I was stashing the meth for Rick and the twins are writing letters to Chuck. Are there any other secrets? Um, Brian's a bad boy. Brian was, Brian was actually getting pretty good at fighting because he's been fighting in school. Uh, Yeah. The boys were. I'm a jerk. I'm an aggressive troublemaker. Um, they probably, oh my God, you can just imagine all the things that you guys have all gotten into. The twins have oh. probably been up, up in the barn loft when Heather and her boyfriend are making out and I'm just trying saying, not to giggle. And <laughs> Give us a couple more read-throughs. We could do a sitcom family. We did good. <laughs> Let me go ahead and finish it up. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, uh, Chance Wooten, uh, Max Meltzer and Cody McKinnis with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Mm-hmm.